and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Now may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of his word. Now may we be seated. We are indeed thankful to be alive on this morning. While we are rejoicing to be here, there are others who are grieving because someone has left. It is always a blessing to wake up, get up, and be able to step out. God is amazing. He is amazing, and I appreciate Brother Jerome so much for that prayer this morning. Uh, that was a that was a that was that was some prayer. Uh, he, he he preached that prayer on on this morning. I would ask that you be finding Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one and following. Ecclesiastes 3, welcome to Hollywood, those who are watching by social media, where we believe this is a place where we're not like family, but we are family. And to those who are here, we are thankful to God that you have come to Heaven's Family Reunion every Sunday, God comes and we meet him in spirit and in truth. We come together and we worship God, our Lord. Ecclesiastes number three, if you have it, verse one, just say amen. The Bible says, to everything, to everything, he says, there is a season, and he says, and a time to every purpose under heaven. He says, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, and that is not kill in the sense of premeditated murder. There's a time to kill. Somebody enters your house at 1 a.m. in the morning. You did not invite him. Neither did you open the door for him. And you find him in your room trying to do somebody's harm. Your life is in danger. You might just kill a man. Hello, somebody. A time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. And that's not the kind of dance that you see on them videos. Amen, somebody. But there is a dance that you can do that is not seductive. Say amen when you can. A time to cast away stones. 
a time. And notice how he keeps saying a time. A time to gather stones together. A time to embrace. And a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get. A time to lose. A time to keep. A time to cast away. A time to render and a time to sow. A time to keep silence. You don't always have to give your opinion. Sometimes you just need to listen and just be quiet. A time to speak. A time to love. A time to hate. A time of war. A time of peace. What profit had he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I want to talk to us this morning on the subject that we have given title, What Season Are You In? What season are you in? Y'all going to help me this morning with this thing here. What season are you in? Solomon writes, he is considered to be the wisest human being of all times. Solomon writes and he gives proverbs or advice, wisdom. I need you to know this morning that there's something that all of us should know right now. And that is God wants to be first in your life. I need you to know God is still in control. Life is comprised of ups and downs, good and bad, prosperity and poverty, happiness and sadness, progress and pain. Solomon here tries or searches to discover the meaning of life without following the direction of godly principles. And every time you seek and search without God, you will find yourself coming up short. And in the end, you will still come up empty. To everything, there is a season. There is a right time. Set by God, the Most High. There is a balance to life placed in motion by God himself. Solomon pairs 14 contrasting activities as example to show how life conveys us over to various seasons. In Ecclesiastes 2. 24 through 26, people should accept each day as a gift from the hand of God. Why? Because Ecclesiastes 3 explains it is because God has a reason for our season, a planned purpose for all things under the sun. People may be ignorant of God's timing. Ecclesiastes 3, 9, 10, and 11. But we all are called to enjoy life in the present. Ecclesiastes 3, 12, and 13. And trust in God's sovereignty. Ecclesiastes 3, 14 and verse 15. Solomon the preacher, as he is described here, he understands that 
even if there are good things in life, that the bad things can't be escaped. Sometimes we try to escape every bad that comes into our lives, but I stop by to tell you that there are some things that are just fixed by God. You just can't escape. It is appointed and ordained by God, and you and I can't do anything about it. There are no real happiness in this life, but to have a relationship with the God who gave life. I want to give four points and hope that it will be able to make this lesson applicable to our lives as we walk this Christian journey. Number one, I want to talk about a winter cold. Number two, I want to talk about summer heat. Number three, I want to talk about fall colors. Number four, spring beauty. Number one, winter cold. Number one, winter cold. There are some people who will treat you cold. Really what makes this thing so, so cold is when you have your closest family members, your closest relatives, your closest friends that treat you a little funny. At that time, when things take place in real time, everything is moving so fast, we don't have time to break down and process. The outcome life becomes stale. Life becomes stiff. It is hard to get moving when it's cold especially when coldness is from people who claim, I love you. I have concluded, since we can't stop the winter from coming, I have concluded that since we don't have anything to do with the winter cold from coming, we need to be sure that as the winter comes, that we need to dress for the occasion. I can't change the sleet and the snow. I can't change the cold temperature that comes, but we can dress for the occasion. When you see that it's 20 degrees outside, you come out with your scarf around your neck. We can't change the winter cold, but we can dress for the occasion. You put on your trench coat. You put on your gloves, you put on your winter boots, you put on uh, your hat, you come out and you get ready for what you don't have no control over. You equip yourself, you prepare yourself, you dress for the occasion. None of us uh, have the power to stop the winter cold. But that don't mean we can't dress for the occasion when it's cold. Death. Reminds me of the cold. When you lose a loved one, it's cold. When you lose a spouse, that's cold. When you lose your children, it's cold. When you lose close friends, it's cold. 
But church, we can't stop the winter cold. But God says we can dress for the occasion. Summer heat. Summer heat. Summer heat. I want you to know we live in a region where it gets hot. It gets hot out here. Humid. Muggy. High temperature. I remember as a boy back in the day when I would come on the porch and sit down uh, in my white t-shirt out there on the porch on the rocking chair and you just rock on the porch uh, and you begin uh, to start sweating from the brow and you ain't done no work yet. It because it becomes rather uncomfortable. Life sometimes becomes uncomfortable. Summer heat, like COVID-19, it has made life uncomfortable. Summer heat, like sickle cell disease, it's made life uncomfortable for some. Summer heat, diabetes, has made it uncomfortable for some. Summer heat, high blood pressure, has made it uncomfortable for some. Summer heat, cholesterol, high cholesterol has made it uncomfortable for some. Uh, bills and pills, heartaches and hardships, this world and all that is in it will beat you down. Church, let's not beat each other. Don't beat me. Be with me. Don't beat me. Walk with me. Don't beat me. Pray with me. Don't beat me. Worship with me. Don't beat me. Help me. I want you to know, don't beat each other up. The world has enough boxing gloves to beat all of us up. Summer heat, summer heat will make it uncomfortable for us. Number three, fall colors. Y'all still on the line this morning? Fall colors. I want, to, I want to call this a change in colors. Be patient. God will change your season. <laughs> Be patient. Ooh, God will change your season. If you keep going to bed at night, if you keep getting up in the morning, not only life will change, but you will change along with it. Ecclesiastics 12.1, remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Your body will change. Eyes can't see. As good. <laughs> Ears don't hear as well as they used to. Legs, it's not as strong. Teeth are fewer. Hands begin to tremble. Steps slows down. Hair turns color. Some <laughs> falls out and your pain will get worse. 
in the fall, leaves change on trees. And sometime in life, God places you in the fall of your life where you have to wait on the Lord. I recall Job says, I'll wait until my change come. Church, sometimes we need to learn how to wait. And sometimes change for some won't happen on this side of heaven. But some will happen, have to wait until we get to heaven to see real significant changes. Some will get sick and not get well. Some will die. Some will have to go to the grave of the ground uh, and wait until the Lord changes our eternal state. And while we wait, don't let the process of God cause you to become weary. We will reap if we faint not. Don't allow the process of our eternal state to cause us to change our fate before our Lord can change our future. Don't you know you got a future? I said, don't you know you got a future? You got a future with God. I heard Paul saying, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know your labor is not in vain. Well, let me close. Number, number four, spring beauty. Spring beauty. This season, spring beauty represents new life. This season represents new life. This season represents growth. To me, it says no matter how hard of a winter we might have had, trouble don't last always. Seasons come and seasons go, but my God remains the same. To me, I think Solomon is saying, Christian man, Christian woman, don't you face your seasons uh, until you have faced uh, your God. We can't stop seasons from happening. <laughs> but what we can do is make sure we season our talk with salt. We can't stop seasons from happening. But we can season our behavior with grace. We can't stop seasons from happening, but we can season our lives with prayer. We can't stop seasons from happening, uh, but we can season our lives uh, with the word uh, of the living God. We can't stop seasons from happening, but we can season our lives with a worship in spirit and in truth. We can't stop seasons from happening, but we can season our fellowship of the saints with the love of God, with the peace of God that passes all of understanding. 
with the faith of a mustard seed. So our congregation can move mountains out of the lives of our members. Don't go through your seasons without the one who controls the season. You have to carry your season tickets with you. I wish I had somebody right there in the corner, just right there in the corner. It makes no difference if your team loses its current home game. Win or lose, you will be at the next game because you are a season ticket holder. Ooh, you are season ticket holder. When you walk with God, you have a season ticket with the Lord. It makes no difference what happened yesterday. You got your season tickets. It makes no difference what happened 10 years ago. You are season ticket holder. You and I are holding our eternal state in the hands of God. Ooh, I, there are there are struggles. There are struggle seasons. Ooh, there, there, I said there are struggle seasons where you're almost crawling on your knees. There are seasons that will bring you to your knees. There are seasons that will bring tears to your eyes. There are, there are struggle seasons, but, but then there are troublesome seasons. Where you so troubled, you can't sleep at night. There are, there are stormy seasons uh, when the wind blows uh, and the water rises uh, and you don't know if it's going to drown you or not. All you see uh, is the water getting higher. There are struggle seasons. Well, you might not be there yet, but just keep living. There are troublesome seasons. You, you might not be there yet, but just keep living. There are stormy seasons. You might not be there, but I guarantee you, just keep living. But God has put a balance to life. Y'all miss that. God has put a balance to life. In the earth, what goes up must come down. If there's, if there's a season of struggle then there must be a season of success. <laughs> oh, bro, bro, they don't see it. There must be a season of success. Your success might not be like the other man, uh, but you have some success in this life. While you looking at somebody else's success, and hanging your lips because you ain't that man or that woman. You miss out your success that God gives you every day. Oh, then, then there, must be, there must be a season. If there's a season of struggle, there must be one, a season of success. If there's a season of trouble, there must be a season of triumph. <laughs> oh, if, if, if there's a season of storms, there must be a season of calmness. There must be a season of peace. If there's a season of burdensome, there must be a season of blessings. If there's a season of pain, 
I'm so glad I shouted this morning when I was working on this lesson. I'm, I'm glad I shouted this morning. I said, I'm glad I shouted this morning. If there's a season of pain, there must be a season of Cain. <laughs> God has set the seasons in motion. You can choose to go through your seasons with God or you can choose to go through your seasons without God. But I stopped by to tell you at 5111 Hollywood Street in the capital state city of Louisiana and Baton Rouge, I have made up my mind that I'm going to go with the Lord with all of my seasons. Whether they are futile or whether they are prosperous, I have made up in my mind I am going uh, with the Lord. Church, you keep walking with the Lord. You'll be closer to his house than you are to your house. If you fail to choose God, then life will have no meaning and no purpose to you. But when you decide to go with God in your seasons, uh, he will give you life uh, and he will give your life to be meaningful and purposeful and graceful. Uh, don't give in. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Don't throw up your hands. Don't walk away. Hang in there. Your breakthrough, your breakthrough, your breakthrough might be tomorrow. Your breakthrough might be in the next hour. Your breakthrough might be next week. But if, but if, but if, but if I don't see my breakthrough, Jesus is my go-to. <laughs> Preach, Fields. In clutch time, Michael Jordan was the Bulls' go-to man. In clutch time, Larry 33 Bird was the Celtics' go-to man. In clutch time, Hakeem Olajuwon was the Rock. Y'all ain't gonna help no preacher. Was the Rockets' go-to man before Shaq? In clutch time. Kobe, y'all ain't going to help no, was the Lakers' go-to man. In the clutch of the Christian life, Jesus, I say Jesus, oh, the church should be on their feet. You, it, Jesus ain't Shaq, Jesus ain't Kobe, Jesus ain't Bird, Jesus ain't Akeem, Jesus ain't them. Jesus is far better in the clutch of our lives. Jesus ought to be our go-to man. You shouldn't turn to sex. I said you shouldn't turn to sex. I said you shouldn't turn to sex. You shouldn't turn to drugs. You shouldn't turn to alcohol. You shouldn't turn to clubs. You shouldn't turn to your unspiritual friends. You ought to turn to Jesus. In the clutch, in the clutch, in the clutch of your life, give the ball to Jesus. Oh, church, I'm telling you. Oh, I'm telling you, Jesus is our go-to. Jesus, listen, prayer, prayer shouldn't be 
our last resort, Sister Putman. Prayer should be our first choice. <laughs> oh, it should be our first choice. It should be our first choice. I, I want you to know God, God, God is right there with us. God is right there with us. I know sometimes it don't seem like the Lord is there, but I stopped by to tell you he's right there with us. I know you don't always feel it, but God ain't never told us to feel nothing. God said you shall know truth. You got to know stuff. And truth shall set you what? Free. Know that God is with us. It don't always feel like it. Oh, I wish I had somebody here. It don't always feel like it. It feels like God sometimes has abandoned us. Jesus said, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the age. Oh, let me give you this. I've got to get to know God. I said, I got to get to know him. Paul says, I, 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 I've, I've, got, I've got to know him. Can I say something? Y'all don't mind if I say something? You can't get to know God without suffering. Let me tell you something. I don't like to suffer. Don't look at me, crooked eye. You don't like to suffer either. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. The Bible says Jesus was obedient because he suffered. <laughs> Every time you suffer, Brother Brown was talking about suffering Wednesday night. Every time you suffer for righteousness sake, some of y'all get that confused, talking about I'm suffering. You ain't suffering, you suffering because you done wrong. But when you do right and suffer, you ought to rejoice. Pick your head up. Square your shoulders back. Step them knees high. Step them feet out. You ought to rejoice when you suffer for doing right. But when you suffer, God molds you into more like Jesus. You cannot get to know God without studying his word. <laughs> we got, <laughs> in this day and time, we got Christians who think they can listen to a few podcasts and think that you're going to get to know God. You're going to have to put your face in the book of God. You're going to have to study, study, meditate, practice what you read. Well, if you want to get to know God, you're going to have to do it through his word. So that I, listen now, if you miss any, everything I said, don't miss this. Get to know God through his word. So that you can accept the will of God. I'm going to just let that sit on your heart a while. The problem with some people is that we have not yet learned to accept 
God's will for our lives. Sit down on the seat. Are you still in a, in real life? Is this this is I'm you real? You real? The problem with some people is we don't want to accept God's will. Jesus says, not my I say Jesus says, not my will, but thine will be done. Check this. It don't make no difference whether you accept his will or not. There are some things in life that are fixed. I remember I had just been married under a year. I should have bring that towel with me. Oh. My grandmother. Colon cancer. They got a house in Villeplat. Wife was pregnant with Naja. Her mom said that she had pain in her stomach. Grandma had really never been to the hospital. She was 81. And uh, she had real bad, severe pain. And her mom took her to Humana there in Villeplat and... Uh, brought into the emergency room, put all kind of tubes on it, you know how they do, put on the ventilator, me and my wife went down there and I went in the room, I sat beside her bed, I begged God, have mercy on my grandmother, wasn't a member of the church. But you know, it don't matter when you got somebody dying before you. You, you, you. All you want is God to have mercy on you. Whether they're in the church or not, just have mercy on my grandma. And I prayed, and my wife would tell you, and I cried, and I prayed, and I asked the Lord. And I don't have no doubt God heard my prayers. But there are some things that are already fixed. Fixed. We left the hospital. She was breathing through the ventilator. We got home. I was taking off my clothes. We got a phone call. Before I could even settle, me and my wife got in the car, and we drove back to the hospital. By the time I got there, they said she's already gone. As a Christian, it's your job and mine to, to prepare ourselves. Y'all not listening to me. To prepare ourselves to accept. It's going to be your mama one day. It's going to be your dad. It's going to be your son. It's going to be your spouse. It's going to be your aunt. It's going to be your uncle. It's going to be your, your homie. It's going to be your best friend. It's, you got you, you to gotta, you gotta accept God's will. 
when you, ac- when, you ac- when you accept her, I ain't telling you it's easy, but when you accept her, <laughs> now you know that I know him who knows me. And I say, not my, but thine will be done. Thy will be done on earth as it is. That's my lesson to you. That made me shout. I don't know about y'all. It made me shout. And I I didn't try to make you shout, but it just made me shout. (laughs) That's why I talk about the family reunion every Sunday. When I see your face, Sister Keita, it just does something to me. When I see Sister Thomas stroll up in here, have you ever seen Sister Thomas walk? It's like she's just gliding. Go on and smile through that mask, Sister Thomas, like you just, there she go, just gliding. If you got sin in your life, why not ask God to forgive you? Huh? Ain't nobody got a gun to your head. Why not say, Lord, I have sinned. The Bible says, y'all, he's just and faithful to forgive us. If you're not a member of the church, you ought to say, today, I'm walking down these aisles. What, 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 what is so bad about getting in the water? What is so bad about saying, I'm baptized, immersed in the water, in the liquid tomb of Jesus baptism I am reaching the blood of Christ I'm becoming a member of the church and I know that I'm a part of the family of God I know this is right what doubt hinder you from being a baptized oh, I'm telling you it's coming for all of us but it don't have to come unprepared I hope that you say I've heard the gospel, I've believed the same, I've repented of my sins, I've confessed, and I'm willing to be baptized this morning. I'm doing it today. God gave me, he spared my life. Couldn't nobody say when we go to judgment that God didn't spare us. I hope that you make the right choice. As together we stand and together we sing, why don't you come to Jesus? Come on and come.